Welcome to the I Don't Give a Should show, a podcast exploring all the ways that women should all over themselves. How many times do you find yourself acting out of obligation or doing what everyone else expects from you without stopping to consider why? Where do all those beliefs that are driving you come from? If you're tired of feeling resentful, overwhelmed, stuck, exhausted, or pissed off, you are in the right place. Shooting all over yourself is a real thing, but it doesn't have to be in the driver's seat. I'm your host, Jen Sherwood, and I spent way too many years trying to prove that I was good enough and worrying what other people thought while avoiding conflict at all costs. Today, I don't give a shit. Well, not as many anyway, and neither should you. I'm talking to women like you who figured out how to stop shooting and start living. You're listening to the I Don't Give a Should Show, episode number 21. I am so excited today to welcome Christina Crooks. I'm going to try to say her title without totally flubbing it. So hang in there with me, guys. (laughs) Christina Crooks is a humanistic ontologist. There, I did it. There's such a beauty in the words in there. Humanistic ontologist, deeply devoted to love, transformation, and helping others build an internal foundation that keeps them grounded in their values and commitments. Sort of feel like my stress level decreasing as I'm describing you, Christina. She loves watching people take inspired action, which leads to a designed life. Her company is Empowered Human, where bolder conversations lead to bigger possibilities. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so glad to be here. Always love being in space with you. Ah, thank you. So it's so fun. I was just thinking about how you were describing your business as bolder conversations lead to bigger possibilities. And I I just want to share with our audience that when Christina and I were chatting to get ready for this a while ago, that's what it feels like to have a conversation with her. It's just like this, you kind of get enveloped in this interesting conversation. and, And Christina has, as you'll probably see, just like this really warm, grounded energy. It's really fun to be a part of it. So I love that this is how you describe your business. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You know, the one thing I've been trying to tell more people about is that empowered human is not empowered humans. It's empowered human. It's singular Uh, because we're all one. Not to be confused with the same. We are not all the same. Mm -hmm. But when we can see each other as part of this interconnected, intricate web that we all weave. We're all parts of a bigger whole. We just look at people differently. And that's what Mm. Empowered Human reminds me of just in the name. So beautiful. And so there was a time before you lived there. And I'd like to start back then. As you know, you know, we talk about shooting a lot on this show. And so I would love for you to share as our jumping off point for today, what was it like for you? when you were living under the shoulds? I love that you asked this question. I know you ask this question just about every time, right? Because that's kind of your thing. But I particularly love it now in this moment. It gives me an opportunity to say this. So often we think that when we've grown beyond a certain way of being, that that's it. We're done. We move on. It's Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. And we're just healed and we're all better. But here's the truth. (laughs) I'm laughing with you. (laughs) We are human beings. We are human beings that can dip our toes into that in the right circumstance. 
So before we came on here, I was telling you how in the evenings I work in a restaurant Mm -hmm. and it's a very different culture than working in empowered human and working with clients, than hosting and facilitating groups. And I show up in different, a different being, not fully, but it's being in a space that is not empowered human being in a space that is chaotic and busy and full of unhealed stuff and full of trauma and full of trauma bonding because Mm -hmm. you're kind of in the trenches with these other people where the stress level is consistently high and you still have a job to do. And, And the list is never really done. It just kind of keeps getting added up as the night goes through. And so what I realized was more reminded of that we can, if we're put back in those scenarios, it's much like generational trauma the way they found generational trauma is if you find yourself and generational trauma can last up to seven generations. If you find yourself in a similar circumstance that one of your ancestors had had trauma around and it was of the utmost importance and based on your survival, whether or not you were going to stay in that or you staying in that risked your survival in some kind of fashion, it's going to get triggered in you. Mm. You may not know why. And it's the same kind of thing with old versions of our way of being. So when we ask, what was it like before? What was it like after? I am an ever evolving creature that for the most part has grown in a lot of different ways. That doesn't mean I can't slide back. Oh my God. December was one of those months. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I absolutely agree with you. I think we grow and we evolve and yet things can take us back into ways we used to be. But I wonder if this is true for you too. I'll just give you an example for myself. I used to really be hampered, (laughs) this is a kind word, by a perfectionist, perfectionist inner critic. And while I'm no longer under the iron fist of that dictator, it surfaces at times. And I can very much slide back into that old way of being. But what happens for me, and I'll be curious about your experience, like just what you went through, what happens for me is I notice it sooner than I used to. And I'm able to move through it more easily than I used to as well. So where I might have spent days, I don't know how long, really kind of under the critic and feeling really horrible about myself, when I recognize that that's what's going on, it doesn't take that length of time and I'm not under it. I go, oh yeah, okay, there she is again. You know, And I'm able to move through. And that's what I really appreciate about this growth. And so I'm wondering if what your experience is like. Yeah. And it's an interesting question. And I'm finding listening to my own responses is also fascinating. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, how I would have responded a month ago would have been different than how I'm responding today. Oh, mostly interesting. Be- okay. Mostly because the last month, we're in January now in 2023. I don't know when this will hit our listeners' ears, but in December of 2022, it was a really challenging space for me. And I haven't been in that that kind of space in a long time. Yeah, And it was one of those points where I thought, I thought I'm beyond this. Mm-hmm. But, but when we're kind of triggered by something or a circumstance or a culture or a space we're in, and we need to keep showing up in that space, regardless of how we feel, because... Yeah of responsibility, because of obligation, because we need to for life, that's when we're really tested. And so the last week or so, I've been building out this program I've had material for for weeks. 
And I don't know when it will be ready for the public, but hopefully soon. And it's called Seven Keys to Inner Liberation. And I was going through these steps going, okay, this is what I need right now. And this is my own work. And it wasn't shifting it for me. Mm. Oh, those moments. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. So when you ask the question, that's why it's a, it's a layered answer because yeah. I was going back through my own tools and nothing was shifting it. And I went, what is going on? And there was a night a couple of weeks ago, I think it was about two weeks ago now that I was sitting on my floor in the kitchen because my cats were there and they wanted me to pay attention. So I was like, I'm just going to sit on the floor. And something told me that I just needed to listen to music. So I went into my library and I put it on shuffle. Still nothing. Something else told me, you really need to cry. I was like, but Mm. I don't feel like crying. And it was like, "Mm, you just haven't found the entry point yet. And so I scrolled through, sometimes I'll find new music through reels. Some people you do Spotify and stuff like that, but reels work for me. Find new artists. And I found this gospel music. And I don't typically, I went through a phase that I did listen to gospel pretty regularly. And then I, I haven't for a few years. And I found this and the tears came. Uh, I just started to sob. The kind of sob where you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, my eyes are puffy. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and it pinged me into this course that I'm writing all the curriculum for the seven keys, I went, there aren't seven, there are eight. And the eighth one is faith. When we've done everything that we can and we've exhausted Mm -hmm. all the doing, then we let it go and we trust. Yeah. And that might be in a religious sense. It might be God for you. It might be love. It might be your own value system, but we have to trust that we're making the best choices we can in the face of what is. Over and over and over and over. But we run into issues when what we think is the best choice based on our expectations that we've created and the obligations that we have, that we're just going to feel better because it's the quote unquote best choice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. Sometimes we just have to follow what feels right. Yes, I agree. What looks best on paper. I love that you're saying this because I think for women in particular, we're shouldering a lot. We have a lot of societal pressure on us and social media makes everything look like everybody else's lives are easy and uncomplicated. And we're the only one that has these struggles. And so I think it's interesting that you're talking about on paper, there are these processes or solutions and it just might not be the right one for you. And so being open to that. And as soon as you said faith, my brain filled in and trust. I feel the same way. Like at some point we have to let go and just believe that what we're doing is enough and allow whatever is drawing us forward to do that. And so you listened to yourself, which is so important. We're so many times, I don't know if this is true for you kind of before you started doing this work. And I'd love to get back there and hear some of that. We don't really listen to ourselves. We don't really trust that we have the knowledge. And you did. You listen. Okay, music. All right. This isn't the right thing. Oh, crap. Really? What I need to do is cry. And then it just happened. But it took me weeks. Mm. And it hasn't taken that long in a long time. That's why I said, if you asked me a month ago, a month ago, I would have said, yeah, I moved through it really fast. Like if I'm angry about something or sad about something, I moved through it really quickly. 
not last month. <laughs> ah, yeah. But I think this is actually really important for people to listen to because I think sometimes when you're listening to someone like you, Christina, who, you know, you teach this stuff and people really look up to you and think, oh, well, she doesn't ever struggle with these sort of things anymore. And that's just not true. We're all humans, as you said. We all have this struggle of life and nobody gets a free pass on that. Everybody has people getting sick, people losing jobs, people getting stressed, whatever it is, we all have that. How do we deal with it? And for you, it sounds like you just found the way through. It wasn't pleasant to get there. It never is, right? These lifey things are never pleasant when we're going through them, but you found your way. Well, and I think really what it's about is no matter how much growth you've done, no matter how much you've looked internally in yourself, you're still on the ocean of life. Mm, Yeah. And those waves still come and there are still sharks and stingrays and jellyfish and things that can hurt you in that water. Does that mean that you get helicoptered out of there? Does it mean that you hide in the boat and you never look at the water again? Sure. You could. You could. Yeah. And plenty of people do that, but they really just wish so much they were on land that they cannot accept that they're on the ocean. Right. But when you can accept that that is the ocean, it doesn't mean you have to agree with that's where you want to be. But when you can accept that's where it is, now you can address what's really there. Yeah. Okay. It's it's choppier today than it was yesterday. And I need to adjust my sails. It's, I need to adjust the rudder. I need to, whatever. I mean, that's the extent of my boat knowledge, but. Okay. There you, I'm, I'm with you. I like it. <laughs> you know, accepting, if you keep trying to drink the salty water, you'll die. Yeah. But if you accept it's salty and I do have to do something to it in order to make it digestible for my body. Well, now you've harnessed something that's all around you that you couldn't do if you just tried to drink it. You weren't accepting fully what's there. So for me, what tapping into faith did in that moment, not only allowed me to release some energy I'd been holding for weeks, but it allowed me to accept that I was doing things that I didn't necessarily want to do every day but I needed to Mm -hmm. because when you're an entrepreneur, your income can be really great and it can be nothing, everything in between. And it is, it is a financial and sometimes an emotional roller coaster. And you have to adjust those sales constantly and you have to learn to pivot really fast. So there was this part of me that was going, why do I have to be in this restaurant? I don't want to be here. The busier it got, the busier it got, the busier it got the more I was resisting being there. And when I finally had this break, I went, yeah, it's insane. That's a restaurant, (laughs) especially during the holidays. It's crazy. And there are some days that are difficult. And I have structured my life the last few years where I get time for me to process, to metabolize things, to be with what's happening around me. And in that environment, you don't. You're mm. going from one task to the, it's all about the doing. You're, it's almost like your being doesn't really matter. That is manipulated in a way that you, you show up and give people the best experience that you can, regardless of how you feel inside. Because yeah. you don't want to transfer that. Or at least that was my voice to myself. I don't want to transfer whatever space I'm in if it's not the utmost positive. After so many days or weeks of doing that, it wears on you. And then I was able to come to that realization. You know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, 
women listening to this, anyone listening to this, you don't have to be a female to have this, could relate this to their own work environment. It doesn't have to be a restaurant. It doesn't have to be your exact circumstance. I could see someone listening to this and thinking, I go into a job every day where it's high stress all day long. These are sort of the reactions I'm having. Maybe it's because it is whatever their career is high stress, or maybe it's just a matter of the people they work with, the culture they work in. I don't know. But I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, I think people can really take away from this what you're talking about. I heard you say a key is time to yourself to process and come back to being more in your being. And then I think it's from that place that listeners can decide, do I want to keep putting myself back into this stressful situation and make a choice from that place where you've given yourself some time to process, you've given yourself some space and faith to listen to what you need and then make a decision. I'm not certain everybody listening right now has those kinds of tools. And so I'm going to advocate for getting support. Obviously, Christina has tools and has a lot of training to do this on her own. But if you're finding yourself in that situation, listener, I think getting some support around how to actually be with that and how to actually let yourself process that. But maybe the takeaway today is figuring out how to be okay where you are and then decide, is this the thing I want to stay in? Is this the environment I want to be in? You were doing things you didn't want to do. My guess is a lot of people listening can empathize with that and understand that. Yeah, I agree. So that's the recent shooting. And I totally love that. And I love how you shifted yourself through it and where you're at now. How would you say that process for you, I would imagine that shows up in the work that you do and who you work with. So talk to me a little bit about who is Christina working with? Who do you love to work with? What is the kind of work that you're doing? I'm going to categorize it in kind of two ways because there's this category I would love to work with more. And then there's this category that tends to be, that tends to gravitate to me. Mm, okay. So I really love working with people when they are going through transition in some way. And my favorite is if they're, when they're leaving corporate and going into starting their own business, something about that transition in particular is really appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because a lot of times they're choosing a life that will have less stress from what they've been coming from, like high tech and high performance goals and things like that. And they're going into something on their own, which is a different, um, what are the words I'm looking for? It's a different skill set that's required. It's not a matter of kind of taking this battering ram constantly and more of you create what the stress level is for you. You create what your day is like, you create all those things and you do have to pivot in the moment much quicker than you would if you're working for a company and you have a stable salary and you have health insurance, all those things, you can settle into that and and get comfortable and then feel trapped because now you depend on that income. Right. So the stress is usually around leaving that comfort zone. And that's fun for me to work with people in that space. I tend to work with a lot of women that are entrepreneurs that are creative entrepreneurs that maybe haven't worked in a big company before and they've they've always tried to do their own thing and they've struggled a lot with making an income on their own so they've either had some kind of support or they did work in a career but not something that was like you know a lot of money but it was stable mm-hmm. and then they've gone into entrepreneurship so it's uh, 
So it's really close. It's really close, but I kind of wanted to highlight those two sides. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. A long-winded answer. No, no, it's good. It's good. I love, I love it. It's funny. I think people listening, when you say that's, what's fun for you is that stress of leaving what they can depend on and moving into their own. I totally get it. And other people probably wonder like, how is that fun? It's not fun, but I hear you. It's fun to help somebody figure that out and to see, I literally, Christina said to me before I hit record today, you know, you're in your own way, right? Which is what we're helping people to see and how to get out of their own way. I just love it. And I put words in your mouth that you previously said, and I assume yeah. makes sense so, here. All yeah. good. so Christina, I think people listening will really want to have more of you in their life. And so we were talking before and the best way to find you, you're on all the platforms and the easiest way probably to get to you and find your way to where Christina is on all the platforms is christinacrooks.com. And it's Christina with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-C-R-O-O-K-S.com. We'll put all of this and all of her other links in our show notes so that people can come and find you and have more Christina and have more. I love just the way you just, you described the human being. And I feel like that's the energy you give off. So if you need a little more of that, just grounded, calm, connected energy, go find my friend, Christina. I think you will not, you will not regret it. So thank you so much for being here. It was just a joy to talk with you today. Thank you, Jennifer. Always a pleasure to be with you. All right, my friends, come back for another episode of I Don't Give a Should. See you then. Hey, friend, if you recognize yourself in these stories and you don't want to give a should anymore, you have to join my coaching community, the GC. Come learn the tools to recognize when fear and worry are running the show and how to shift into more of what you want without guilt or blowing up your life. Unless, of course, that's what you want. Inside the GC, you'll learn strategies to start making yourself a priority Stop saying yes when you mean no. Have hard conversations and so much more. And you get to do this with a group of women who are making the same changes in their lives and are there to support you, not judge you. It's a seriously warm, safe space where genuine connections are made. The GC is where doubt and loneliness meet their match. You can get all the info at jennifersherwood.com slash the GC. But... If you're not ready for something like that yet, I've got you. Head over to my website, jennifersherwood.com and hit the relief right now button. I'll send three ridiculously simple steps to go from overwhelm to ease.